And welcome back to another episode of N-Express Nintendo Podcast, the official Nintendo podcast of Goombastomp.com. I'm your host, Cameron Dax, and joining us, we have games editor, Mark Kalaroff. It's the final podcast of the year. A certain... That actually just settled in, it's the, uh, right when we started recording, of like, huh, there's a certain melancholy in the air, the final podcast of the year. Uh, also with us, indie games editor, Campbell Gill. 2023, hip hip hooray. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> That's all I have to I, say on the matter. <laughs> and you know what? You're right, and you should say it. Um, guys, it is the end of the year. It is the start of a new year. Let's put 2022 behind us. And what better way to do that than to talk about a little bit of exciting music, some, some fanfare to bring us into the new year, some celebration music. Uh, Mark's brother, Seth, I'm assuming Seth, you only have one yes, brother, right? I only have okay. one. <laughs> I saw for the secret uh, brother. <laughs> this is a this is a little behind the scenes look for you all. Uh, we got a special request from a friend of the podcast, uh, Seth, to talk about our favorite fanfares uh, as we kind of send this year off with a bang. Uh, Campbell and I, and I guess to a lesser extent, Mark, have been playing a lot of RPGs lately, and so uh, music is on our minds. Victory fanfare, battle music, all that kind of stuff is is on the brain. Uh, who wants to kick this discussion off? Campbell, do we want to just get the obvious one out of the way before yeah, let's we move just, on? Let's just do it. It's Final Fantasy, y'all. Like, when you think of a fanfare in video games, a victory fanfare, the battle concludes, you see the little stat screen pop up, your characters do their little dance, you think of the Final Fantasy victory theme. Perfect. You know, it is the best. And there's a reason that Final Fantasy stuck with it for decades. It's just that iconic. It encapsulates the feeling of victory in video games, to me at yeah. least. Yeah. That, I, I fully agree. Uh, and again, having played like a bunch of Crisis Core over the last couple of weeks, uh, and, and we'll talk about this a little later, having started to replay Final Fantasy VII on the Switch, uh, I'm hearing that music a lot lately because I'm so good at battling. And uh, <laughs> yes, you are. Listen, I, I, you know, I don't like to beat around the bush. I'm very victorious all the time, and uh, it's just great. It's just such good music. I love it a lot. Um, so, I think the. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say. I think the question that comes to mind now is: We know the Final Fantasy fanfare is great, but do we have a favorite iteration of the Final Fantasy fanfare? Because oh. it changes a little for mm. each game. There's actually one that sticks out to me. Okay. Ten. It's like, it's very, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like disco-y. <laughs> it's so weird. Wow. You're, you're not wrong. Oh, that's good. That thing will forever be just ingrained in my mind. Like, it's so weird compared to the other ones. I think seven's probably the best one, but ten seven, is, um, seven to ten's me the is, most distinct. I think seven is the one that sticks out to me the most, only because I've been hearing both the Crisis Core version and the original version 
like that's all I've been mm-hmm. hearing lately. So right. to me, that's like, yeah, it's that one because that's mm-hmm. the that's the version I've been hearing. One that um, I really like is Final Fantasy twelve. Uh, if only mm-hmm. because the battles in twelve feel so, for lack of a better term, inconsequential. You know, where you can just right. uh, ter- dial up the fast forward and you're just zipping through tons of battles at once. There's not any, like, you know, battle music or uh, it doesn't, like, definitively end a battle. You don't hear it all the time. You only get the victory fanfare at the end of, I believe, boss battles. And that makes it feel a little more impactful. I also really enjoyed the orchestral arrangement of it, too. Yeah, that's fair. I do the, I, I love Final Fantasy XII. One so of my good. goals, one of these days, I'm going to be able to chip away at my backlog and i'm i'm hoping that to to circle back around to final fantasy 12 um gene park he could be your inspiration right now i am obsessed with gene park don't even get me started <laughs> he just finished I it yeah love that man uh congrats on beating cancer gene park shout outs to gene park washington post reporter and video games journalist for launcher the video games division of the washington post um i also enjoy the pokemon victory music Just it's 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 a classic, 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 classic music. Um, I'm, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned my favorite. Go ahead, Kirby. Of course. Oh right. Yeah, it's so iconic. Yeah. They've literally used it for every single Kirby game. Yeah, I was thinking about JRPGs, yeah, but that I, definitely yeah. counts for Kirby too. <laughs> that ca- oh, Mark, way to go of like shifting our myopic focus on RPGs. <laughs> uh, no, Completely. seriously, that's great yes. because like yeah. you're absolutely correct. Yes, like that 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 counts as a fanfare. Yeah, and I, and I love hearing it. Like you know, you win a battle in Super Smash Bros. Just Kirby, and you hear that music. It's great. Yeah, that's that. Absolutely counts. Whenever you beat a stage, the uh, the end of the stage music. That oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it's so good. Um, well, since we're broadening the definition to platformers and stuff too, I think we got to mention the original Mario end level theme. Uh, yeah, that was going to be yeah. my next one. Yeah, that's also a classic, and I wish that it was uh, present in more Mario games. Honestly, I mean, each Mario game has a great ending fanfare, but the original theme—it's uh, fantastic. Wow, mm-hmm. this is this is—I like that. So it's like well, this, and to me, that it even thematically sort of ties into the the theme of this episode, like the end of the year talk. End of a level, end of a stage. Doesn't have to be like. I'm gonna push it even farther. Oh my god, here it comes! Wow, Um, Metal Gear Ghost Babble on the Game Boy Color. It has this little chip tune of the Metal Gear Solid theme when you go through the VR missions and the main campaign. Uh, So you are probably hearing or have just heard this music, which I've never heard. I've never played this game. Yeah, I can't uh, wait Mark. to listen to this when it comes out so I can just hear what this theme sounds like. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, Mark. Yeah, it's, but I, it's you so know, good. But Campbell, don't you think it sounds amazing? Wouldn't you say? Man, having just heard that, it's changed my life. I can it's absolutely incredible. hum it back to you right now. I just choose not to. You probably could if you know the <laughs> solid theme. Yes, if I know it. Mm-hmm. But That's I don't. Really you don't. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't. Um, that's great. Uh, let's see what else. What else is out there? We talked about the Pokemon fanfare. We talked about some Final Fantasy music. Kirby, Can I bring it course. back to JRPGs? 
Dragon Quest. Quest. <laughs> yes, Dragon Quest, because it has the... Well, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite fanfares, but it's one of the weirder ones out there. Each time you end a battle, you don't get a little victory song and dance. You get what I can best describe as just a uh, MIDI-sounding ringing noise, an ascending scale, perhaps. So, I can't even... Uh, <laughs> I can't even make that noise with my mouth right now, but it's a weird <laughs> oh. sound that's been in every single Dragon Quest game, and I just think yeah, it's, you're so, totally it's right. so strange how it doesn't seem to complement the very bombastic music that you have in battles and in the overworlds in the Dragon Quest games, but it's always there. It leaves me feeling a little empty after every battle. I'm surprised you yeah. didn't mention your favorite RPG, uh, Sonic Adventure 2. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I love that know. victory theme is so good mm. every time you beat a level. Okay, well, I mean... It, it, well, don't, our... don't th doesn't that change depending on the character, or am I imagining this? No, I don't think it does. I think it's the same for everyone. It's, all right, it's, it's been years, it's, though. It's, yeah, I was going to say, okay, it has well, been a while since well, I've listened okay, to this. This is a Campbell I'm question. Yeah. I've got a much Oh, better... no, you're totally right, Mark. Yeah. Uh, well, honestly, it's been a while since I played Sonic Adventure 2, so I can tell you there. But I have another Sonic fanfare that I absolutely do want to bring up, and that's Sonic Unleashed. When you yes. finish a level, you get this great arrangement of the game's main theme. But what I like about this fanfare is that it changes depending on how well you finish the level. If you finish at S rank, oh. you get this really uplifting orchestral arrangement. If you got like a D rank and you just really sucked, you were really terrible at this level. The orchestra is out of tune. Instruments are off beat. It sounds like the orchestra is just falling apart. I really That's appreciate that dynamicness to it. Yeah, and it goes well because Sonic then like falls over and he's like hitting his head. He's like, oh man, I suck. You know? <laughs> so it's pretty it's, it's I was going like, to say, man. the best part is him saying some... Some cheesy one-liner after you completely flop it's a like, level. That was rough. <laughs> <laughs> I made it. Yes, could have been worse. Really yeah. Uh, these are all great options, uh, Mark. Having I'm, I'm I'm trying to like listen to them as you as you meant because we're I feel like we've blown through a ton of them real fast. So I'm trying to kind of look them up quickly as you as you mentioned them. The Sonic Adventure two, or yeah, the Sonic Adventure uh, and level music is of course iconic. I love it. I can't believe I had forgotten it. Uh, mm -hmm. But hearing two notes of it, and I'm already like, oh, yeah, I'm like rocketed back in time. There are to, so to many level. I can name yeah. off the top of my head. Like Super Mario Sunshine. I love that one whenever you collect the shine. Super that Mario Galaxy? Yeah, Super well. Mario Galaxy. I mean, all the Mario 3D games have fantastic... Even Super Mario Odyssey. The little... <laughs> da -da 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 -da. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that kind me, of that's like back to... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think Mario Odyssey, that fanfare is great, but I feel like on the pantheon of Mario fanfares, it's a little lower towards the bottom, just because... Probably, it's yeah. Less it's also supposed to be, yeah, it's supposed to be short, so that way you can continue, and, you know, when you hear exactly. it 900 times, it's, uh, you can get irritated. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> That's really funny. Banjo-Kazooie, yeah. collecting a jiggy. Love that okay, one. but also we haven't even talked about a Persona Five. Yeah. 
Sanchez. Yes, that like, one too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, what a groove. The funkiest fan for how many, okay, how long have you spent just staring at the victory screen? Just jamming out to that, just seeing the pretty pictures and colors and stuff. It's your favorite Morgana quote on that screen? Which favorite Morgana <laughs> quote? <laughs> yeah, just all of them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fits me I... like a glove. I think that's what he says. <laughs> uh, I think I almost want to say like that's the one we should end it on, just because it's it's such a groove. It's 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 so great. It's I think one of the best examples of the thing that we're talking about for the last several years for sure. Um, I love that. Uh, unless anybody else has a better one. To, to me, the, the Super Metroid. <laughs> oh yeah, Metroid in China. That that thing, that one's also really good. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, yeah. Listen, Metroid just keep going, just start naming everything. I mean, yeah. we could also go back to Dragon Quest and do not the end battle fanfare, but the literal fanfare of the series, <laughs> the main theme, which is like we're extending the, the topic. We are yeah. extending the topic here. We're broadening this definition, but you know that is one of the best themes in video games in general. I'd say. I, I think, Campbell, I'm not going to disagree with you. I know you want me to fight you on this. You're always <laughs> always itching for a battle, but uh, I'm not going to give it to you. Preferably a turn-based battle in Dragon Quest. <laughs> as we've, as we've uh, uh, learned uh, over the course of you know these last couple of minutes. Uh, so, Seth, if that doesn't satisfy you, I don't know what will. Uh, a good number of victory fanfares, end-level music themes... Uh, expanded by your very own brother to include not just RPGs but all kinds of video games. So I, I, I think that's, I think that's pretty great. Uh, we're gonna take a short break. We're gonna come back. Since we're heading into a new year, we thought it might be fun to do some, uh, some light, you know, very low stakes New Year's predictions for the Ooh, upcoming year. I got year. big stakes and, though. Let's get... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to hold myself in check. But if you want to go with the big stakes, go nuts. Uh, so stay tuned. We'll be right back with some Nintendo predictions for the upcoming year. So, uh, new year, new year, new, new speculation, new things to get excited about. Obviously, 2023 is, is bound to be a gigantic year for Nintendo. Uh, we finally have uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, the next Legend of Zelda game is coming out. Mm-hmm. All kinds of things to get excited for. But uh, I guess, I guess the question becomes, 
what else do we think is going to happen beyond the the Zelda drop? Uh, Mark, you said you had some big earth-shaking predictions. You want me to start with the the big prediction, or do you want me to start with uh, what I think is going to happen? I mean, you got like in terms go, of releases. Okay, I'll just think, start with this I think one. Go bigger. I think go bigger, go home is is my no opinion, Metroid my Prime thing. Four. It's not going to happen next year. No, yeah, it's not. The focus is yeah. going to be on Tears of the Kingdom. Then we're going to shift to Pikmin Four, and then we're going to shift to probably like a big holiday-ish type release. Like I'm guessing, I'll go into my first prediction. We're going to get the next 3D Mario game. I don't know if it's going to be like an Odyssey sequel or something along that, but. I, we have to get it. I mean, this you're movie is going to come out next year. You're saying announced or released? I think announced and released, because usually Nintendo wow. does it three months after, usually. Unless if the game gets like delayed or something like that. But I think we'll have the 3D Mario game. Netflix already said that the, the movie is going to be on Netflix in October. So I think we'll get the next Mario game around, around October, November. Yeah. And, I and think remember, that makes sense. Mario Odyssey came out in October of 2017 yes. as well. So mm-hmm. we've got track record. It's that. also been five years, and now we're five years after Breath of the Wild. So I think we're due for the new Mario we're game. Getting, so what you're predicting is 2017 2, essentially. Yes. Switch. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> that is that, yeah, very true. Yeah, it's very true. We're even getting a 2D Kirby game, so... Wow. Well, well that uh, was 2018, but yeah. Was it 2018? Yeah, it was 2018. Was that not the first year? Oh, damn. No, no. It came out uh, very close to Yoshi's Woolly World, I believe. Not Woolly World. Or Crafted World. Like, you see, I forgot that Crafted World existed. Yes. <laughs> that was going to be my next prediction, though. Oh. That we'd get a new Yoshi game. Okay. Because I think we're... It's been a while since we heard from Yoshi. Okay, so, so we I got... I think we were going to get a big Mario push. So we had a yarn theme for Yoshi's Wooly World, and kind of crafted for Yoshi's Crafted World. What would be the theme for the next Yoshi game? I would hope Yoshi would go 3D. Oh, like, they, like they they made Kirby the jump. Yeah, they made the jump with Kirby. It was clearly very successful, and it took them years to do, and I feel like it just kind of makes sense to do it for Yoshi. So can yeah, I, I can see that. Can I jump in with a prediction that's kind of building off of Mark's predictions Of course, now? of course. Okay, so I totally agree with you. No Metroid Prime 4 in the next year. But I'll take it a step further. Prime 4 is not coming out on Switch. It will be saved <laughs> wow. as the launch title for the Switch's successor, whatever that is. Do you think it, it'll be a dual release? I think it will. I, most likely. I think it would make sense for it to be a dual release. But here's why I think this. So we've seen reports come out recently that there was a Switch Pro planned at some point, And there's so much conversation constantly about Switch Pro, but it's been canceled as Nintendo's focusing now on just the, the uh, follow-up to the Switch. Mm-hmm. And I think that at this point, Prime 4 meant so much for the Switch when it was announced in 2017. And Nintendo, mm-hmm. understandably, is probably going to be very nervous about launching a new console since they've been unable historically to follow up a successful console with another successful console, right? Mm-hmm. The Super Nintendo followed by the N64, the Wii followed by the Wii U. They need to push hard for the launch of the Switch 2 or whatever the next-gen console is. So I think it makes sense, given how long it's taken for Prime 4 to come to fruition and how tough the development cycle has been, uh, to use that as like the selling point for the new console, a bit like what Breath of the Wild was for the Switch. And I have a prediction accompanying that, too. So, no Metroid Prime 4, at least, won't be a Switch exclusive. 
but we will get Metro Prime Trilogy. Either this year, or whatever year leading up to the launch of the next-gen console, which I think will be sooner rather than I think later. that makes sense. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think it'll be called Metroid Prime 4. Really? I think it'll be called Metroid Prime something. Okay, because yeah. I just feel like it's been so long, and the fact that it has 4 in the title might kind of scare people off, and this is going to be the first mm. Metroid game in years. Like, Metroid Dread, like, during the reveal trailer, like, it was called Metroid 5 for, like, two seconds, and then the 5 changes. So I think they're going to acknowledge that this is the fourth Metroid Prime game, but it's not going to be called Metroid Prime 4. I think it's mm. going to be called Metroid Prime colon something. So, Mark, last year, um, when we were doing our predictions episode for E3, I correctly predicted <laughs> that su the subtitle for Metroid Dread, just want to make sure that everyone remembers that, you know, mm -hmm. a great glory mm -hmm. moment for the podcast. Mm -hmm. Mark, what is going to be the subtitle for Metroid Prime 4 if it's not going to be just oh, Metroid God. Prime 4? Ooh, now you're putting me on the spot. I am putting you on the spot. I want you to use your insider knowledge here and come up with something. <laughs> oh, God uh it's got to be a big word it's got to be something powerful something space odyssey Metro something Prime ozymandias <laughs> oh my gosh i did it 35 minutes ago um well let's see, so we Metro prime 2 echoes Metroid prime 3 cor corruption. corruption i believe it was called corruption mm -hmm. yeah so we have to have metroid prime oh god there's got to be some, some big mm. word I'm not thinking of. Think on it. Think on it. We'll, we'll pop quiz you we got, every yeah, week for we the got a, six yeah. months. We've got, we've got time. we got time. <laughs> Why is Metroid Prime Resurgence the name that's coming to mind, for me at least? But resurgence. Well, because that could be anything. Because it, be, it could be kind of a meta-commentary about the resurgence of the Metroid series. It's possible. Possible. It could be a resurgence of you know Metroids themselves. It could be any number of things. Campbell, that's great. Mark it. All right. you know what? I'll uh, do it. I'll do it. Metroid Prime Annihilation. Oh, <laughs> okay. I love that. Wow. Very ominous sounding. Yeah. You got to have something ominous. And it's got to be in that ballpark. So Not there's my prediction at for all. that. Um, that's a pretty, pretty, some pretty good Metroid related predictions. Um, I guess, uh, listen, I'm going to double down on the prediction that I also uh, correctly predicted a couple of, a couple of predictions ago. <laughs> Uh, we will get some kind of new Nintendo hardware announced, Ooh. I'm going to say during E3. Uh, it's the first E3 back in a long time. I think Nintendo is going to want to knock it out of the park, provided they are, uh, you know, showing up. Um, and I think they're going to try to <laughs> announce something big, whether that is a Switch successor, whether that is a weird spin-off console. Mm -hmm. Like, leave it to Nintendo to... to to have some kind of weird switch uh, light OLED switch I mean, light that OLED would be great, honestly but here's what yeah, what came to mind for me Pikmin Game and Watch to accompany the release of Pikmin 4 <laughs> <laughs> wow that would uh, be you know, something what would you even what? do with that I don't know I'm not the one designing it but yeah, he's not a, yeah. <laughs> it's just like the idea would be fun uh, you know, here's a here's a here's a, a, a real idea that will not happen but would be sick uh, a Metroid game and watch. Oh my gosh! With Metroid One and Metroid Two mm. on it, that would be wow. Really cool. Actually, I feel like that maybe could happen. Actually, hmm, it might be too niche. Depends. It would, you know, listen, it would definitely be too niche, but I can yeah. see it happening. Like they should do it. Listen, Nintendo should absolutely do that for all of their big 
all of their big franchises. They did a Mario one. They did a Zelda one. Like, why not do a Metroid one? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, people would buy it for sure. Okay, but I just thought of an idea for what a Pikmin Game & Watch would be. You know the Hit Game & Watch game Ball, where you're just juggling balls? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have that game, but with Pikmin instead of balls. You're just throwing Pikmin. Wow, okay. That's yeah, my that's big something. idea. Hire me, Nintendo. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Nintendo, if you're listening. Uh... But yeah, but yeah, I, I predict some kind of uh, some kind of a fun new piece of hardware. Uh, yeah, that's what I predict. That's and I'm sticking to it. I'm gonna hit you guys with a big one. You ready? Hit it. Ready. ND Cube. They're gonna release their newest game. I don't think it'll be a sequel to Mario Party Superstars. It could be. It could be a GameCube iteration of that. I would love to see that. But I think we're gonna see another. Not more so a compilation title, but some sort of remaster, like what they did with Clubhouse Games. And I want to say that it's going to be like... It has to be something from the DS era. It's going to be something from there. What would it be? I'm trying to think. I had something a few moments ago. I should have wrote it down. There's a franchise I was thinking of. Game & Wario. Well, we already got Game and Wario would yes, be fantastic, no, but we already got yeah. No, I'm just saying more of that. Yeah, I know we already got a WarioWare game. But we need mm-hmm. even more. But I think we're due for a new ND Cube title. I would hope it's Mario Party Superstars, a sequel to that, because that would. I mean, Superstars already you know killed it. I think they're at like almost like 10 million copies or something like that. The Mario Party games always sell well. We're gonna get another one before the Switch is done. It's just it's guaranteed, but. Yeah, oh I think gosh. we're going to see something new from ND Cube, but I don't know Here, if it's going to be Mario Party. Here's an easy prediction. <laughs> here's an easy prediction, guys. Another mainline Pokemon game. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, but Cameron, what kind of mainline Pokemon game? Is it going to be a third game to uh, Scarlet and Violet? No, because they haven't been doing that. I think they should. But they have been doing that. Because we had Sword and Shield and there was nothing... Pokemon Gun never materialized. Uh, (laughs) I I wish, but no. As much as we all wanted it to. Um, I think it would be awesome if they did like a, a... you know, like a definitive edition with like maybe they work in some DLC or something. But I, I don't think they will. Now I'm talking like they're either gonna... They're either gonna remake an older generation. Um, okay, it's gonna be one of three things. They're gonna remake... An older generation, whether that's gold, silver, I was about or, to say, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I think we're long overdue for that. Let's uh, go, Joda. Or it's going to be exactly another Let's Go game, or another Pokemon Legends. Like mm. I, I fully, I fully see them leaning into. We had Pokemon Legends Arceus. Like, why not Pokemon Legends Lugia? Like, let's go, let's go crazy with it. I don't know. That would all be great. I just hope that if we get a, another mainline game remake, it's not made by Ilka this time. <laughs> just because <laughs> Brilliant Diamond mm-hmm. and Shining Pearl were just soulless, sad little games. And I feel like yeah, Pokemon mainline games deserve yeah. much better treatment than that. Yeah. I, I Listen, I think we all know uh, what uh, what Pokemon games deserve <laughs> versus what we we actually end to up. To be with. fair, I mean Pokemon Scarlet and Violet deserved more than what Game Freak gave them. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if Ilka remade Black and White? I would oh scream. God. That would be a tragedy. That would be like the most depressing <laughs> announcement ever. Just like this beloved game is going to be just obliterated. By it's going to get obliterated <laughs> in the future. It's bound to happen. Yeah. But... 
Yeah. We're just waiting on it. It's inevitable. <laughs> Love the optimistic future of the Pokemon series. <laughs> you want to hear some optimism? No. Metal Gear Solid Collection <laughs> will come to Switch. Oh, that's platforms. cool. That's I, good. Because they said today Konami was talking about Metal Gear's future. And they said they got some long-awaited stuff coming next year. And supposedly next year Konami is just going to go nuts with like releases and announcements they're planning. So I think it's finally just going to happen. I think... Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. We're not going to get all of them. I think we're just going to get 1, 2, and 3. Maybe maybe yeah. it'll include Metal Gear 1 and 2, like the original MSX you're saying, 8-bit games. But you're saying there's going to be a, a Switch collection of Metal Gear Solids 1, 2, and 3. Yes. I don't mm. think we're going to get Peace Walker for definitely not 5. We're not going to get any of those games. But we will Metal get Gear 1, Acid. 2, and 3. Ooh, that would be a deep cut. But Konami does do deep cuts, like the Castlevania every, collection. Every now had, and uh, then. Kid Dracula. Every now and then they, they pull out a deep cut. Like, I can see mm. it happening. Maybe we'll get, like, Ghost Babel or something like that. Mm. That'd be interesting. Is it Babel or Babel? I don't know how Probably they pronounce Babel. it. Most yeah. likely Babel, yeah. Yeah. That game has different names in different territories, so I don't know the specifics. But, yeah, I, I think we're going to see a Metal Gear Solid collection. I think we'll get one, two, and three. Wow, that's uh, that would be sick. Um, <laughs> man, I've been... I've been kind of idly looking for for uh, the copies of Metal Gear, so- the, the the PS Vita version, the Metal Gear Solid uh, Three. Um, <laughs> it's really good on Vita. I have heard that uh, it's it's very expensive, <laughs> unfortunately. Is it? <laughs> uh, at least on at least last I checked uh, when I but I was going for uh, I don't know. I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll look again. Listen, this is a live. <laughs> We're doing this live, guys. Metal <laughs> a PS Gear Vita Solid conversation Three Vita. Yeah, perfect for the Switch, right? <laughs> Well, it worked. If oh, it worked on, up. if it worked on Vita, and it can no doubt work on Switch. Oh, it's not that bad. Metal Gear Solid HD Collection for PlayStation Vita. Oh, it's not that bad. Forty bucks mm-hmm. plus twenty-two dollars shipping. Uh, Eighty dollars. Uh, okay, all right. So now the big question: like, Will they wipe Kojima's name off of it? Uh, that's the real question. Probably. Because that I think will happen, and I think the Psycho Mantis scenes will. Um, also be changed in some way they got to change it unless if they bring like the gamecube version over and they make it compatible with smash brothers ultimate and mario 3d all-stars so it could still say you like to play smash brothers melee and super mario sunshine (laughs) if they did that if they do the gamecube version that is the twin snakes this is like a whole you know a whole thing to unravel (laughs) Uh, listen that's that's wouldn't that just be the most uh <laughs> the most konami thing ever to just make it extremely weird like that um i yeah i don't i, I imagine they I, I don't i can't imagine they would uh let kojima's name appear on that kind of thing these days but who knows i mean i don't mm-hmm. know i i don't know what their the, his relationship with that company is anymore you know not good um, probably <laughs> probably not great um uh what other predictions have we got um because we had a big year for Kirby, obviously. Uh, we know Zelda's already going to happen. I imagine there's going to be some kind of companion Zelda th- title to go along with uh, the Kingdom. big one. Maybe not. A, maybe not a companion. Maybe not a title. Maybe not like a full-on game. I know you're going to say it. Campbell's no, waiting. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing it. Just no, say uh, it. Say it. Please. <laughs> say, say the line, Millhouse. Um, <laughs> Yeah, listen. Wind Waker HD. It would be sick to get that Wind Waker, Wind Waker HD or slash Twilight Princess HD. Like everybody wants it. 
but truthfully, I would be more interested at this point in um, the Oracle games being oh. made. Link's Awakening or, style? Yeah, in Link's Awakening style. Wouldn't that be incredible? I, I, listen, that'll never happen. There's some weird stuff with, uh, you know, like, like I know this game's all tied up with Capcom and all that, but, like, that would be awesome. I don't know. That would be so sick. Mm-hmm. What's I mean, the one where his um his hat was like a bird? Oh, the oh, Minish Cap. The Minish, the Minish Cap. Cap. Yeah, yes. I was thinking about yeah. that. One I never played that. Never played that one. Yeah, was okay, that on GBA? That was on GBA, mm-hmm. and that feeds yeah. into uh, a prediction. Another prediction I had because the Minish Cap is great, and I would love to see it remade by Way Forward because they're currently working on or were working on remaking Advance Wars, two <laughs> classic GBA games remade to, for Switch that have since been hanging in limbo due to the wonderful state of the world over the past year or so. Yeah. And my prediction is that they will release this year. I don't know exactly when, yeah. but I think that they will be shadow dropped after the first Nintendo Direct of the year. I think at this point, Nintendo just wants to get them out the door and whenever they have uh, a space in the release calendar, I think the uh, Advance Wars 1 and 2 would just fit perfectly. It's like a quick shadow drop, get a lot of buzz, they're finally out. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be shadow dropped because they had to print physical copies for this game. But I do think they're going to make like a major change to it, and that has to be in the story. If you don't know the original Advance Wars, um, it's basically implied that Russia invades its neighboring country. That's literally the plot of the original Advance Wars. Mm. So they're going to change that, like, no doubt. They're going to yeah, make I mean, it, like, some fictional I, version of Earth. They're not going to call re- it I don't Earth. think they're going to rewrite the game. I That's mean, like, not really it's, a ar- it's already set in a fictional point. world, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I, I think know. they have to make changes to it, I feel like. I don't know. I, I Who knows? That would be, that would be interesting. Um, I, I sort of... Or else make it like way more explicit that it's like this is this is fiction. Like I don't know. I think just adding a really uh, large disclaimer at the opening, just saying this is a work of fiction. We strongly condone, you know, countries or not condone, condemn countries <laughs> wow. breaking. Wow. You know, <laughs> Oh is it condone God, or condemn? Like, yeah, it's we fine. condone invasions of other countries. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, that's no, my I think they're, they're going to change. Yeah. Nintendo gets involved in war crimes. Uh, that's my prediction for this year. They have oh. to change it, or they're yeah, going to be like, Russia point. is going to ban Nintendo like they've banned Konami. I don't know. Do you guys Wait, know that? Didn't they already ban Nintendo or Nintendo? No, no, there's a Nintendo of, yeah, there's a Nintendo of Russia. They haven't been like active or anything, but Konami was previously banned from Russia because they call Metal Gear propaganda. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so I think if this game got released, they would see it as, like, Russian propaganda. Since you, it's literally implied in the original, you're fighting the Russians as the U.S. Well, if I just looked it up. It seems that Nintendo no longer uh, works, has any operations in Russia. Oh. So, there's Shut that. it down. <laughs> Shut it down. Um, interesting. What, uh, what else we got, guys? What other... Uh, what other predictions are are looming uh in this in this upcoming year i i truthfully don't really have any any other major ones i think i think we've i think we've hit all the big ones mm-hmm. um, i had one more hit which it. is um switch online i think we're gonna get game boy there has to be some sort of expansion or way that they're gonna you know offer more through it i don't know if it's gonna be like another 99 type game or something like that but 
Here's we got to get something. What, what about, yeah, Game Boy would be great. But given how random the expansion pack's inclusion of Sega Genesis games was, I'm imagining what if we got even more random? What if we got Game Gear games added to the service as well? Probably. So we got Game Boy yeah. and wow. Game Gear games. And then later down the line, here's what I would really love to see. Sega Saturn games. Just because it's pretty hard to play Sega Saturn games these days. And it would be mm. great to have them added to the service. Sega loves re-releasing Genesis games. But Saturn, they just haven't provided as much love to that. So I was going to say maybe like SNK or like Neo Geo. Oh or, my gosh. That would be I feel like they would do something like that to expand like their market in like South America and stuff like that. Quite possibly. But to be fair, they've already released like hundreds of SNK games on uh, on the eShop. In in the same, exactly. The same with Sega though. Yeah, I mean, how many so. versions of Sonic 2 can you buy in the other Sega Genesis games that are in that uh, online expansion? I'm trying to remember. I think it's like three separate ways to get Sonic 2 on yeah. Switch. So, but you can <laughs> never have too many. Yeah. Of course. Just fill up uh, the home screen with them. Only Sonic 2 icons. <laughs> <laughs> um, what the hell? Uh, yeah, Psycho Mantis is like, I see you're a fan of Sonic 2? What the hell? <laughs> Yo, I heard you uh, like Sonic 2, so we put Sonic 2 in your Sonic 2. About Sonic damn 2. time. Wow. Uh, what about you, Campbell? Any any uh, any big, big final... Uh, final predictions my final prediction is that eventually we'll remember that fire emblem engage is coming out in less than a month (laughs) (laughs) i literally saw a trailer for that this morning and i was like oh yeah that's coming out like in less than a month yeah there has been zero advertising what the heck like yeah it makes makes me wonder about its quality okay i I got i got a fun one okay okay um and i got i want all you guys depending on this uh which which game or series of games is going to get a cloud version on Switch that it runs. Oh, I actually I have some thoughts on this. Uh, oh, no. Mine is DMC Five. Mm. We're going to get DMC Five on Switch. Uh, it's going to be a cloud edition, and it will still run better than Bayonetta Three on Switch. Damn, <laughs> got him. Bayonetta Three didn't have much problems. Running. Yeah, but I'm saying better than that though. Like just flawless sixty. I mean, maybe a little stutter mm, here. Gotcha, there, gotcha. You know? So that and I, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. And so, given that Monster Hunter Rise is coming to other consoles next month, I think that Capcom's gonna want to give a little love back to the Switch and give us Monster Hunter World. Oh, that'd be as awesome. a cloud version on Switch. Oh, that would that would what? be terrible. <laughs> I love the reaction. That would be awesome. No, that would be terrible. terrible. Actually, <laughs> that makes yeah, that makes too much sense. Yeah. I don't know. Monster Hunter is a huge franchise. I feel like they can't do their fans dirty. <laughs> You know? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Capcom's already done that with, you know, Resident Evil 7 and, was it, 2 and 3 as cloud versions on Switch as well? Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you know, those aren't great, so they may as well keep going with that. Yeah. Do you think we'll get Bandai Namco's next Nintendo collaboration? Because they did Smash Brothers, but they're done with that, so they gotta move on to something else. They also did Pokemon Snap, right? Yeah, they did, actually. You're right. They did okay. Pokemon Snap. Yeah. Hmm. I would love to see Kid Icarus Uprising remade from the ground up for Switch. But... By Bandai Namco? Yeah, I think Bandai oh, Namco would be like okay. the perfect studio to get them involved. Oh, right, but, but Mark, remember, this is 2023 predictions, not things we wish would happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Even I love wow. how Sakurai, if you've been watching his recent uh, YouTube channel, he's like, I'd love to see someone remake it for Switch. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, thank you. Thank you. Why don't you go and do that? <laughs> thank you, semi-retired Masaru Sakurai. <laughs> yes. Maybe you should advise that project, and uh, you don't have to be the full <laughs> director, but, you know, you can get it made. No, it's just going to be his cat remaking the whole game for Switch. <laughs> wow. They bring the Switch, that's fine with me. Put the cat in charge. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We've got some good predictions here. Uh, let's let's wrap this up. We're gonna take one more short break. We're gonna talk about some just to circle back around and close out the year with that holiday break thing that everyone loves to do, which is play long RPGs. Uh, so stay tuned. We're gonna talk about some RPGs we've been playing. We'll be back. It's that time of year. It's that weird period. Christmas, Hanukkah, that's all over. New Year is on its way, at least at the time of this recording. And then, depending on where you are in your life, either you're going to like have a little bit of time before you go back to school, or just like that slow ramp up back into the work-life balance. Uh, so the best way to kill time during a holiday break is, of course to play an RPG, finally sync that time and 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 invest yourself into a world and, and fall in love with some characters and hear some great music and, you know, of course, engage in some battles. Uh, I have been playing a fantastic indie RPG called Chained Echoes, which is in many ways a successor to the Super Nintendo-style uh, epic JRPG tradition. Uh... I'm loving it. I, I like. I'm. I'm floored by how good it is. Um, it's a very, very indie, very, very, very indie game. The only reason I had heard about it was because the uh, the PR uh, team for that for this game has been reaching out nonstop over the last couple of maybe the last six weeks or so, maybe two mm -hmm. months of just like, hey, like there's this game. I think you're gonna like it. I think you're gonna like it. And then the game came out, got a bunch of good, really good reviews. And they were still like, we've still, we still want people to play this game. Are you interested? And I was like, okay, I'm, now my, you have my attention. And I am so glad that we bit and, uh, and I've been able to, to put some time into this game. Um, 
well, I don't even know how to frame this discussion. Uh, uh, do we want to talk about other RPGs you've been playing? Do you want me to just kind of like launch into a, into describing what Chain Deckos is? Like, what's what's the vibe? I think you should start with Chain Deckos, mm-hmm. and then we've uh, introduced it. Okay, so Chained Echoes. Um, it's a, as I said before, um, it is an RPG. Um, I would I would go so far as to call it a, a JRPG-style game. Uh, it stars a cast of lovable misfits um, from all walks of life. There is an, they're in kind of like a fantasy kingdom, uh, kind of like triangle strategy, actually, and that there's sort of three big factions, and they're all sort of warring against each other. And so all of your all of your player characters are from various factions from various parts of the continent, and they're all interacting with each other. Um, it has a little bit. It feels as though this game is borrowing from a lot of RPGs, and yet it doesn't bother me at all. Like 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 obviously RPGs are at this point it is it is impossible to find an rpg that is not borrowing from any other rpgs like of course the groundwork has been laid the template has been there for decades uh but this game does a lot of things that are extremely unique and i want to get into some of them so um obviously it's plot i'm not you know i can't i can't talk too much about the plot because that's you know, unless you <laughs> maybe down the line, we we eventually get to the spoiler cast. But it's like it's it just know that it's really interesting. It's it's a very intriguing plot. Uh, again, very political. Uh, there's one of my favorite parts of it is there is a you have your your, your classic trope of the secret princess uh, who is masquerading as a a town guard, uh, but for a different. Uh, uh, place than she's the princess of so her brother is like the reigning uh you know he's the reigning uh regent of that of that area and he's and she is the long lost princess who's like emigrated to another part of the world and so she's a, she's a town guard who's like well i'm gonna do my best to learn about the world uh as as like a secret princess and of course her bodyguard is there too so it's like it's kind of the classic trope of like royalty but they're secret uh then we've got like the tortured soldier type who's like Who's like a great warrior? He's an ace pilot. Uh, the, uh, you know, there's these. This world has these things called sky armors, which are basically the the mecha from Final Fantasy VI. Um, or as I told Campbell, they're kind of like Gundam in this universe. These big robots that you oh, can damn. get into and, oh, and battle that. opponents with. Um, so you have your, your your ace pilot who's who's uh, who did something bad in a war and a, a lot of people died and so he's very he's very torn up about it and so he's trying to get to the the mystery of like okay what did I do wrong like how do I how do I make it right um, this game also borrows from the the legendary manga Berserk there is a, a mercenary group that is like the best mercenary group in the world and uh, they're trying to make a name for themselves but of course things go wrong and and the band gets broken up so it's like okay we, we got to get back our, our team back together like all the tropes are there do is there a a sexy thief who is only out for her own good yes there is does she maybe have a heart of gold who can say uh i love it like all the tropes work <laughs> for me because there's just enough uniqueness to them that like you that you kind of buy into it. Uh, it. It's very earnest, but it's also like this is also a game that. Uh, and Mark, get your get your editing fingers ready. Uh, this is also a game where characters say like "fuck," like they, like what the fuck are you doing? Like they like it gets pre- It's it's very like oh, wow. adult. Uh, this is rated M. Uh, it's not. Is it rated M? I'm looking right now. It's on the Switch. Da, 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 da. 
It is rated M for mature, yes. Oh, I, um, I will is. say, I looked at it on the eShop, and I had to put my age in before I was allowed to look <laughs> at it. Because a small uh, child it, subs- would just bur- burst into flames if you yes. saw this. Uh, well, one of the first things that happens is, um, like, you're you're going through a, a very early dungeon. This is still, like, the intro section of the game, so it's not really spoiling anything. And um, you, you uncover, like, a plot to unseat a... Kind of the big thrust of the game, at least so far, is that these three warring factions, and for the first time in hundreds of years, they have agreed to a detente, to a peace talk, to a peace treaty. So, like, the, there have been generations of people who have grown up knowing only war. And for the first time in hundreds of years, they have all agreed to a big peace treaty. And one of the first things that you uncover um, in, in one of the opening, uh, probably within the first hour of the game, is uh, there is a plot to start the war anew because a lot of these these people who are in power have they've like built their entire lives around war and so well, we can't just like stop doing war we got to keep this war going um, and so you uncover a, a band of uh, of uh, you know hire you know guns for hire who are like going to to murder anybody they can and your your player character finds them and and they straight up like torture these guys. Like, who are you working for? Like, like there's you, you find these two bandits who are like, whatever, we're not going to tell you anything. And, like, your player character, like, straight up stabs one of these bandits in front of this other guy. And is like, <laughs> all right, well, he's dead now, so you're going to tell me what you're working Like, it's like, whoa, it's, it's very hardcore. And, again, it's in this beautiful, like, 16-bit style graphics. Like, it's obviously more than 16-bit, um, mm. but, like, very lush. The red pixels graphics. fly everywhere. I was gonna say, are <laughs> the, there right? blood pixels? Uh, there's, there's, there's bloody pixels, baby. Oh, uh, heck but yeah. like, but, like, it's 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 really gnarly, um, <laughs> everything so far. Um, I'm I feel really like we don't have it, a lot th- of rated M RPGs. Well, it's, especially in this style. That's the mm-hmm. thing. Like you, you know, you, you get your you know you get your Dragon Ages and your, your stuff like that. But like in in this style, like the pixelated art style, mm-hmm. uh, to to have a, a very mature feeling, bloody, epic, you know, war story is is a little bit unusual. Um, th- but the best thing about this game, because like okay, I've I've mentioned it's like it's, it's sort of in the style of these grand you know your Chrono Triggers, your Final Fantasy sixes, your you know your, your games of that type is very much in that style, but it has these modern touches. Uh, which I didn't know that I needed until I started playing this game. I was like, oh my god, I love this. Um, it autosaves all the time. Uh, you don't have to like find a save point. You don't have to go to the overworld and save. Like, yeah, autosaves all the time. Great. Um, you can teleport from to, to major um, hubs pretty much from anywhere, uh, unless you're in like a story moment. Um, you just hit the pause menu. You don't have to like. You don't have to pull up like your what are they called in in Dragon Quest? The the teleportation wing or whatever it's called. Uh, nope, you can just you can just select a, a node on the map and teleport there. Um, your characters heal after every battle, and they fill up their magic after every battle. Like, doesn't matter the bet. Not not like only boss fights. Not like it's incredible. Like I didn't realize. Like, huh? I I love this actually. Um, so you're encouraged to go really hard in battles. Like like spend those magic points, use those spells, do those big super moves. That you, you don't have to save them. You can just do them, and it doesn't feel like you're missing out because the battles are still very challenging. Like even even your basic enemies can can wipe you out if you're not careful. Um, 
I, like it's it feels really good. Um, it has that Final Fantasy X thing of you can swap out characters mid battle, but it doesn't cost you a turn or anything. Like like your your party is more than you, you can have four characters active uh, during a battle at a time, but your party is more than four characters. So those excess characters you can swap them in during your turn at any time, and it doesn't cost anything. It's 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 great. It doesn't take a turn. Doesn't like eat up eat up time during the battle. Uh, but the coolest thing is this, is this very unique battle system that this game has. It is a turn-based RPG. Um, you can see the turn order uh, no matter where you are. So you always know, like, okay, I got, I got my archer going up next. Or, okay, I know the monster's about to attack. So you always are kind of anticipating what's next. But the coolest part is that you have this meter in the, in the corner of the screen at all times. And after a certain amount of actions or damage taken or a certain amount of things that you do... Uh, you'll kick into overdrive, uh, which basically what, when when you, when the battle kicks into overdrive, your characters take half damage, and all of their magic spells and skills cost half as much uh, uh, points to use. So normally, you know, you, you have like your 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 wide swing attack that attacks every enemy on screen, but that costs like forty ability points. But if you're in overdrive, it only costs twenty. Or like you have your healer character, and like he can cast a revive spell, but it costs fifty magic. Well, guess what? Now it only costs 25 as long as you're in overdrive. And that, but the tricky part is that as you keep performing actions, your overdrive will eventually overheat. And if you're in overheat, you take like double damage. So it's like, oh shoot. So you want to keep in the pocket of being in overdrive without overheating your characters. And the way you do that is by doing certain actions when the game prompts you to. So it'll be like, okay, if on your next turn you defend or off on your next turn, you use a poison spell or on your next turn, you uh, you know swap out a character. It'll like it'll it'll keep you in the sweet spot of of overdrive. It's like it's a really innovative battle system. It keeps things feeling really fast paced because you want to like okay, I need to like do as much damage as possible to kick into overdrive, and then I need to like slow everything down so that I'm not overheating my characters. It's like it's really <laughs> good, a very smart. Um, and it makes every battle feel very engaging. I don't know. I'm loving this game. Um, this is a game that I had heard about. We, I think we saw it during an... Did we see a preview during a Nintendo Direct? Or did I imagine this? I believe we saw it. We did. did. Yeah, during yeah. an Indie World or something. Maybe mm-hmm. during an Indie World Direct or something. Um, it's one of those games where it was kind of like, huh, this is on my radar. And I am so glad that it is living up to the hype, for me at least. It's It's... It's really, really good. I can't wait to see where the story goes. It feels like it's a pretty big story. I've put probably 20, I don't know, at least 20 hours, 24 hours or so in. Oh, wow. um, oh, I can't put it down. It's really good. Um, and uh, I, I, it feels big. It feels like a, like a vast story. So I'm very intrigued to see where uh, to see where things go. I'm still finding new party members. I thought I had like my six members, but it's like, well, I just encountered like two more. It's like, huh. I, I imagine there's probably going to be eight or ten characters by the time this game is over. Um, it's great. I'm loving it. I, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, Campbell, you just came off Live Alive, and I think it, I think it would really, really suit you. Um, and, and we talked about this because we, we mentioned... Um, I know last week we talked a little bit about Final Fantasy VII Remake and the, the original Final Fantasy VII, which Campbell and I have both put a little bit of time into. We talked about how one of the great parts about Final Fantasy VII is it's really great pacing. Um, the original, uh, to be clear. and uh, <laughs> A very, very important <laughs> Very important. Uh, very, very, uh, but uh, one thing this game does really well is it. I think it really has that 
pacing down. Like, in a couple of different ways. You always know where to go next. Uh, like, I listen, I love old-school RPGs, but I think we can all agree that sometimes they can be a little opaque. You don't always know where to go next. And this game, you always know, okay, like, I'd eventually I'm going to have to go to the next town over. Like, there's a, you know, there's a great big arrow, like, marking where you eventually need to go. But it doesn't preclude you from doing side quests or from trying to fill out. You have, like, kind of a bounty board that you're always kind of filling out as, as the game goes on. So it's like, okay, well, I can go try to fill out that board or chase a couple side quests or explore this town or whatever. Like, even though you always know where to go next, it doesn't feel like cloying or like gotcha. being, like hustled along you know what i mean it, like it, this, that's it always feels good like, yeah i i like that like it doesn't feel like it's like oh god i have to go do this like no no no. like it's there when you want it feels it. more like an adventure it feels adventurous that's 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 what it is like again i know i'm a little older than you guys and it's like i have been chasing this feeling of like an rpg that feels adventurous for a very long time and I, I, to me, this is really striking that sweet spot. I'm, I'm so enjoying it. Um, it's a high endorsement. I mean, I don't know. Like, like, take it with a grain of salt, as usual. I know sometimes we have different tastes, but uh, for for me, I think both of you would really, really like it. Um, Mark, I think you would appreciate the story and and the, and the sort of mature like look it takes at a fantasy world and mm-hmm. Campbell I think you would really really like the art direction and the music like I know that is this voice acted or it's not voice acted no okay uh, I, was which like, is fine. Like, I did want to ask about like the music in general like what kind of style do they take with it I uh, listen it's it's your standard like JRPG like orchestral swells like okay, beautiful perfect. type of thing. <laughs> okay perfect he says uh no it's it's uh I don't know that it hits the highs of of the classics but it is certainly uh, in the in the mode of those games for sure. Yeah, I'm um, watching some a trailer for it right now, and like this looks fantastic. Does listen, I highly like, recommend. Yeah. Highly recommend. I'm, yeah. I'm I am getting classic Super Nintendo vibes from it. I'm getting Chrono Trigger, FF6 vibes from it. Um, what? Yeah. What? Uh, R- classic RPG battle system would you most liken it to? Is it like a I, Chrono uh, Trigger style? Final it's, really? It's, it is. Uh, well, okay, that's not true. I wouldn't say none of them. Um, so okay. it's not. It's not Chrono Trigger style. I, I would say it's more like a fi- like a classic Final Fantasy. Okay. Um, but and this is and maybe this is more and and Mark maybe you can speak to this. It might be more of a Fire Emblem thing. The characters are specialized, like highly specialized. Like I uh, the the. The thief character I was talking about earlier, she's kind of in a, she's kind of like your like your glass cannon type. Like all of her moves are like, like uh, ninja style. Like they all gotcha. do huge, huge damage, high critical chance. Um, but she has very low defense, right? So it's like yeah, I, I that's like, very fire emblem. Style. I like yeah. okay, there you go. So I love to like swap her in, get that critical hit pull her out immediately like she's super good at that you have another character who his whole he's like a bard and this character is great Campbell you would love this guy he's he's like he's a I don't know what his like in the game uh he has a specific like title or something but his whole thing is he's like 500 years old but he likes to kind of keep that low-key like eh, like I, I'm I'm kind of this ancient dude so he's kind of like the Shakespeare of his time because he's had so many life experiences. He just like he just writes plays about himself. So he's very famous. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love that. But the but how that relates to in battles is he's he's kind of this bard character. So all of it, he has like a little trumpet that he plays 
Um, so all of his moves are like he plays like a Requiem, and that gives everybody a boost to their defense for like five turns. Or he'll play like a, like a I don't, I, the name is like, I don't know what it is, like something Minuet, and everybody gets an attack boost for five turns. So he's kind of your bard support class character. Um, so yeah, everybody's like very highly specialized, but they also like perfectly meld in with each other. Like uh, there's characters who you can eventually learn skills that are like, okay, if you attack a, uh, an enemy that is poisoned, deal extra damage. Or like uh, 100% crit chance against paralyzed enemies. And it's like, okay, okay, who in my party can can deal paralyzing damage? Oh, this guy. So it's like, you're kind, you're always thinking about Okay, who's in my party? Who can I swap in? What status effects can I deal that'll kind of play off of each other? Um, it's really smart. I, and of course, enemies have like elemental weaknesses, so you gotta you gotta be aware of like, okay, who has my fire spells? Who has my wind spells? Um, like, who's got my my holy magic, my dark magic, like that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I think to to circle back around to your question, Campbell, I would liken it most to a classic Final Fantasy game. In that um, you're... I, honestly, I think Final Fantasy VI might be the thing to best compare it to. Because that game did have very highly specialized characters. Um, right. You know yeah. what I mean? You had you had your thief and you had your... Uh, like warrior versus uh, yeah. cyan. Um, you had, you know, Terra as your magic character, your esper character. Exactly. Right. I, I think it's... I think I would most liken it to to that. And the, the more I think gotcha. about it, the more I'm like, yeah, I guess it kind of leans towards that. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's good. I just, I just super recommend it. I, I and, and uh, I don't know. It, it's not afraid to throw new stuff at you like constantly. Um, like I, I did a boss battle just uh, just the other night, or not not a boss battle. I did like a like kind of a character moment that was my party got split up. It was kind of a story beat where where all the party got separated. So. Um, Two characters were in the woods, one character was in the mountains, one character was in a cave, you know. So it's like, okay, we all got to meet back to a central location. But rather than just like, okay, you battle your way through the mountain, uh, one one chapter was like, okay, I have to kind of sneak around this town and gather information and figure out, like, where to go next. And one of, and the, and... It, it was cool. It was like it was. It changed up the gameplay rather than just like engaging in turn-based battles. It was like no, no, no. You have to investigate this town and talk to NPCs and kind of find a route through these guards without them spotting you. Um, it's it's the game changes up its gameplay even in the middle of you know big story moments. It's 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 pretty cool. Um, which again, I guess is kind of a Final Fantasy thing, right? That that happens in in Final Fantasy VI, right? The party gets split up, and you have to kind of do stuff like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm. There are quite a few memorable segments where that happens for sure. Yeah. So I, I would, I would, I think I would liken it most to, to Final Fantasy VI, uh, but it's still very much its own thing. And I, I mean, who knows? Maybe it doesn't stick the landing again. I'm, I, I imagine this game, this game feels pretty big so far. So maybe it, maybe it gets a little repetitive, or, or something happens later. I'm not sure. But so far, mm. I'm like loving it i i didn't think that i would uh get as bought in as i have but it's it's really 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 good um gotcha. so if you're looking for a a fun rpg to play and you 
have already beaten. <laughs> We've already chewed through Persona 5 Royal and Dragon Quest XI and Live Alive and Final Fantasy VII and all the other big I'll RPGs. add it to my I've backlog. Done, I've done th- Cameron, I've done three out of four of the things that you listed there. So I'm getting pretty close to Chained Echo's time, I think. Listen, it's... Uh, okay, I know we... Listen, you know my thoughts about, like, the the... The discussion around the prices of video games are completely screwed up. Like, this game is $25, which is kind of high for an indie title, I will acknowledge. But, but you've I already put in 25 hours. I'm and listen, it's all if you, quality. If yeah, you like, go by the dollar amount per hour, uh, you know, if, if you if that's how you rate your games, I, I can confidently say that the rating is high for me. Okay, but that's um, also just just for the record a horrible metric. It is. No, guys, I agree. Terrible. We've all said this. Other kind of entertainment. <laughs> yes, yeah, fair enough. We we have all said this many many times. Like I just I just want to throw it out there. Like people get so weird about like the prices of indie games. Like indie games should only be fifteen dollars. Like people get that's really, stupid. Yeah, I it's agree terrible. with you. I think it's they're think higher it's quality like, than some of these AAA games. Exactly. Fully agree. Especially Fully agree. for big RPGs like this too. Yes, you know? that that's the thing that gets me is because I've played I've played indie RPGs before that are not as good as this one. Like I've played indie RPGs where it's like boof, like this is not great. That 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 all I have to say, this game is not perfect. Like you can, there's definitely some parts. There's some UI stuff. Um, there's a little convoluted, like, uh, there's a, this game has kind of the equivalent of materia, your, your, your weapons and armor, you can put in, uh, gemstones that give you additional, uh, power-ups or boosts or, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And the way that that is explained to the player is like really bad. (laughs) Um, like so much so that I'm like, I don't even know if I want to engage with this. Like, I don't super understand like how to fuse my gemstones. It's a little bit convoluted. That's every um, yeah. That's everything with those types like, of mechanics. Right, like though. like yeah. every every RPG has to has to have a weird crafting thing where it's like I don't <laughs> care about this. Um, that's like us but, for God of War. It's like our favorite yeah. PS5, PS4 game, and it's like I I couldn't tell you how that runic <laughs> system works. <laughs> exactly right. Um, so yeah, no so, shot i could explain it same yeah. thing with final <laughs> fantasy that materia system especially when oh, i played 10 forget oh, I it. Get it yes i yes, i yes, couldn't yes, explain yes. it to it you hard. yeah 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 so it's like it's, it has some ui stuff it's a little bit like this is this feels needlessly convoluted um i i heard i don't know like i i, I apologize in advance because i'm kind of speaking a little bit without the knowledge here. I don't think that the person who wrote this game is English as their first language. I don't think so. Um, I could be wrong, so I apologize uh, to the developer of Chained Echoes if I am uh, misspeaking here. There's just some stuff where I'm like, this feels a little bit off, exactly. (laughs) Like, for the most part, pretty good. Like, no major complaints. But every now and then I'm like, um, I'm not sure if that's how that would be said. Uh, (laughs) Just every now and then, and that's um, not like the Shakespearean aspect of it, right? No, no, no. It's just like this, gotcha, like gotcha. like like you'll, you'll run into like a, a group of bandits, and they'll be like, they'll say something, and it's like this. Mm, I don't know. Um, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. You know, like again, it's not like egregious, but it's just every now and then, some something like that um, happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that said, it's 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 good. Like I I really 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 recommend it. Um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I hope I hope it sticks to landing. I'm. I'm, look, I'm just kind of scrolling through some screenshots I have right now, and <laughs> all of them are... I've taken, like, 20 screenshots of this game already. Uh, it's just good. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find a good one here. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
something fun that this game does. It's kind of like Triangle Strategy, which I actually really liked. Is it? Uh, it kind of highlights the character. Is that it's like here's who this character is. Uh, they're the princess of da 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 da, and they're related to so and so. Like that's kind of kind of nice that it does that. Mm-hmm. Um, this game abounds with references to other RPGs. Um, I think I mentioned this to Campbell. Uh, the, right out the gate, the first thing that happens to this game is a Chrono Trigger reference. Like the first screen, the first screen of this game is a Chrono Trigger reference. For for those in the know, it's kind of like oh, that's kind of nice. Um, there's a boss you fight in the sewers that is. Uh, Who's that octopus guy in Final Fantasy VI? Oh my gosh, I was just thinking that I cannot remember his name. Uh, yeah, they just keep showing up. Like, there, there's a boss fight in in a level of this game that's very Ultros. much a reference. That's his monster. Name there you go. Yeah. Very much a reference to that. Um, it's just beautiful. Uh, there's a giant. I, I don't know if this comes into play at all, but I, I encountered an NPC who had a a giant cat as a mount, like the, like a cat the size of an elephant. I wish that were me. I wish that were me, man. I'm I'm staring at the screenshot right now, and I'm like, I just want to pet that cat. Uh, it's great. Like I don't know. It, like I like I, I. There's nothing left to be said. That like I really, really, really love it, and I I hope it continues to be as good as it is so far. Um, I'll, I'll write get to about it. In it. T minus ten years. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, in my backlog at this rate. Yeah. Well, uh, according here's what I'll say. According to the eShop. Uh, description here it is it features 30 to 40 hours of playtime so i might be bumping up against the midpoint or the end point of the game um but that said i'm also the kind of when it comes to this kind of a game i'm very much of the type who's like i'm gonna do all the side quests uh (laughs) to my detriment um so i could be i could be maximizing my playtime here we're gonna find out um i I guess i'll report back in like a week or two if i Mm -hmm. if i end up finishing it and then kind of let you guys know what the final play time is but yeah i'm I'm sitting i'm sitting at about 22 to 24 hours right now and it doesn't feel like i'm i'm that far into the game so i I could be wrong maybe maybe it just like like a lot of times with these indie games they they kind of front load all the good stuff you know and then the last like couple of hours like oh we just gotta wrap this up so so maybe this game does that who knows um, but I'll, I'll report back once I once I get around to finishing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's Chained Echoes. Highly, highly, highly recommend if you have the time and you have the energy and you want to play a fun RPG that feels honestly as in depth as a lot of other RPGs. I cannot recommend Chained Echoes enough. Um, Should we talk about? Another RPG? <laughs> we can. I mean, I don't know. Listen, that's up to you guys. Uh, uh, Campbell, you go how have you minutes. been enjoying Final Fantasy VII? I've been enjoying it a lot. I don't know. <laughs> been greatly enjoying Final Fantasy VII, which may be surprising because it's a you know niche little indie game that's made almost no cultural impact. No one's talking about this. Yeah, in the nineties. <laughs> um, but no, it's really cool. Uh, in the spirit of the uh, winter break. Uh, experience that Cameron was describing earlier had some free time on my hands wanted to pick up final fantasy 7 on switch because i've played the original version before but i've never actually sat down and played through the whole game and that's mm. what i'm wanting to do here uh and so i put like four or five hours into it at this point you know getting to- basically towards the end of the midgar uh sec- segment mm. uh and it's fantastic and what i think is really cool about this is that like we we're alluding to earlier the pacing in Final Fantasy VII, the original PS1 game, is excellent, and it's better than a lot of modern JRPGs, including a certain JRPG that is based off of Final Fantasy VII. I'm looking at 
Final Fantasy VII Remake right now, um, you go from the original game, you go from constant set pieces, one after the other, uh, and coming from the remake where so much of the game was bloated out and stretched out, I'm thinking about the sewer section, right, where in, it goes on for, you know, a long time, there's this huge crane puzzle in the remake. In the original game, the sewer is one panel. It's just one screen. You're in and out in like five minutes at most. It just depends on how many random encounters you get. Uh, so I'm very much enjoying the original game. Um, well, and it can't believe you, you mentioning that makes me so excited to bring up the best part about Final Fantasy VII on the Switch, at least. Uh, yeah. It is kind of the modded version of this game. Not mm-hmm. modded, like obviously Square Enix incorporated these features, but uh, you can turn off those random encounters anytime you want. <laughs> With the click of a button, incredible! Um, and you can like, also again, speed up the game. To oh three my god! Times, have I been playing it oh on my three times speed? Yes, I have. Almost um, the entire time, honestly. It's yeah. interesting. Like, it probably sounds heretical to say this, but it's like I don't know. I'm sure you guys heard about this. Uh, uh, the pixel remasters for Final Fantasies one through six have kind of been indirectly mm-hmm. leaked. Uh, as no, 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 the pre-orders are up. No, they, oh, the they pre-orders are up. Okay, great. The, awesome. Yeah, yeah they're it's up. They're up. Okay, yeah, great. I wasn't sure if they like, been officially, officially announced yet. But it's like, I don't know if I could go back and play those games unless these kinds of features are folded into them these days. I don't know. Um, right. I like I like being able to do that kind of stuff. Like, this is this Final Fantasy VII is like an 80-hour RPG. If I can play a chunk of that at three times speed, I am going to. <laughs> like, like, you know? Um, yeah, cut the, you know, the total runtime of that thing, like, in half. Exactly. Like, I, and I think that's, I don't know, I think that is a net gain. Because really, mm-hmm. like, I love Final Fantasy VII. Like, I, I, you know, I've never even fully beaten it. I, I, as a kid, I got to Sephiroth, never beat him. Like, I wasn't able to do it. I, didn't, I, hadn't, I hadn't grinded enough. My, my characters weren't strong enough to beat him. So like I had, I had that final disc, uh, just like queued up, <laughs> right? Like that's where my final save file was. Was right there in the crater, right up there with Sephiroth, and I could never beat him. So it's mm. like all you all you really want to do is just like crank through to that point, and being able to to maybe do that on a modern platform in handheld mode is like yeah, what a what a godsend. I I don't know I. I I really hope that, and this is a feature. You know, we talked, we mentioned Final Fantasy XII earlier in the podcast. This is a, this is also a feature of Final Fantasy XII. You can play that game. I think up to four times speed in Final Fantasy XII, which is kind of cool. Oh wow! Even um, in Dragon Quest XI, so they like, have a similar feature where you can speed up battles oh, wow. to like I think yeah, it's so, five so maybe, times. Maybe, maybe it's a Square Enix thing. Yeah, it's just very very fast. That one just climbed my backlog. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, man, I'm telling you, I cannot play a modern turn-based RPG without expecting a fast-forward feature in it now. Square Enix has been doing this, and it just makes turn-based battles fly by. It's excellent. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's heretical to say, but it is um, it is difficult to to go back to the kind of the old-school style. No, Cameron, um, I agree with you, and I was going to say yeah. this. I, you know, I played Final Fantasy VII back on the PSP, and I got up to, mm. I think it was like the airship or something like that. But knowing that on Switch that I wouldn't have to put in like fifteen to twenty hours, like I can easily get back to where I was in like five or seven, was like very enticing to me, and that's the reason yeah. I picked it up. 
Yeah, well, that's the reason you convinced all of us to pick it up. Pick it up, uh, yes. And then I immediately proceeded to start. It. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even start it up. I started uh, Skyward Sword, which over this, um, over the break, before before my break started, before I finished the semester, I made a stack of games and I was like, I need to beat these before I finish college because I've really wanted to play all them. And I have some games on there. Like I had, um, so far I finished the Ratchet and Clank sequel. I finished Miles Morales. I did when the past was around. Um, and then now I'm up to Skyward Sword. I want to get to like Okami. Uh, I want to get to like Judgment and uh, Inside and Portal. And I have like a few things on my list to Ooh. get through. Can but we, or Mark, Mark, can I just say, um, as someone who also uh, loves Portal, well, you don't know about this yet, but uh, you could beat that game in two hours, my guy. Like, yes, I've heard. Even... That's why I'm saving. I'm saving the indies in between my breaks. So, like, I played Ratchet and Clank, and then I did Past Was Around because Past Was Around was like an hour and a half, and then I immediately jumped to the next game. And now I'm doing that. Now I'm playing Skyward Sword, which um, I think I'm 13 hours in right now, and nice. It's, yeah, it's really good. And I'm so shocked over how this game connects to um, Breath of the Wild. I had no idea. I thought a lot of the stuff in Breath of the Wild, like, was original in Breath of the Wild. And I was like, oh, now I know where this is inspired by and why people say this might be, like, a prequel or sequel to that game. Oh, no, literally, Skyward Sword explains the entire Zelda series. Yeah, there's so much, yeah, there's so much in it that I was so surprised over. And it's one of those, out of all the Zelda games, it being on Switch, basically solidified that that was the one i was going to play out of wind waker twilight princess and skyward sword but you know i, I want to go back and play all of them but this one was um just the convenience on switch and i wanted to try out the new control scheme i still think the controls suck in this game <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> campbell i still think they're terrible i'm glad i'm but... like the only person on this show who thinks <laughs> that the controls are pretty I... good I just think i've been playing mostly in handheld mode i'm getting the you know my money out of my oled and it's just so frustrating. Just the camera being on the right shoulder and having to control the sword with the stick. I wish it was just like, it was like the camera was the regular stick and then you had to hold the R button to move your sword. I feel like that would be way better, but it's not that way. So I keep like accidentally pulling out my sword and there's stuff that bothers me. Like when you have to swing from vines, like, oh my God. When I first got up to before the Girahim boss battle at the beginning of the game, I could not get over that gap with the vines. Like, I almost died doing that. <laughs> I just, like, I, I couldn't do it for some reason. I just couldn't get to the second vine, and then I finally got it. And it was like, now now that I've played, you know, 12 hours later, I'm, I have none of these problems, for the most part, except for the camera still. The camera sometimes will give me an issue or two. But it's weird, because when I played Breath of the Wild, I was like, I need to go back and play all these old Zelda games. And now when I play... Skyward Sword. I'm like, wow. I need to go back and play Breath of the Wild again. Oh, that well, that's perfect. Right, right, just in time for the new one. Yeah, for Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I do want to go. You know, I I think I also want to try Ocarina of Time again. But what I love about this game is that it's cryptic enough where you don't need a guide, and I think that's what I've always needed in a Zelda game because I hate going through games with guides like it annoys me mm. so much having to read something as i'm playing like i feel like that kind of takes away the mystery and fun out of playing a yeah. game and now that's like the personal thing for me i know people who love playing with like guides and stuff and they don't mind it but for me that's always what's put me off from metroid and zelda because i've always needed a guide to go through them because they're so cryptic 
But this game, you know, I'm 13 hours in, and the only thing I've ever had to look up is how to throw a bomb. Because I didn't know with the Switch controls that you're supposed to, like, use the, the stick to be able to roll it and throw it. I had no idea, so at first I couldn't figure it out. And then I, I just looked up the control scheme. So I think that's a good testament to the game's design. So, yeah, nice. it's really good so far. And I am 100% going to finish it. I'll probably finish it in, like, the next week or two. I cannot wait to hear nice. how you feel about the ending of this game. Just cause And the, the music is so good. Oh my God. Literally, the music. <laughs> the Ballad amazing. of the Goddess theme, and then when you finally get the harp, just everything about it is just so perfect. Chills, man. Literal chills and goosebumps whenever that happens. Yeah, I really love it. it. It's great. I do wish the flying... You know, this is a complaint people had about the original Wind Waker. When you get on the, um, the loft wing, I feel like it's a bit slow to travel from place to place, but slowly, like, the the speed-up things are, like, opening up. I, I don't know what you call them, like, the little yeah, I know what you're talking portals about. inside the rocks the or whatever. Yeah, the boosters. <laughs> yeah, those are slowly, like, showing up. So it's like, that makes things a little easier, but I still feel like this whole area is kind of unnecessarily big, even though it should feel big, but maybe there could be, like, more to it. And that, I hope they expand upon that in, uh, you know, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing the the main issue with the sky you know it's not that it's it feels slow but it's just that it's huge and that it's empty it's fine with mm-hmm. it being big but there's almost nothing to do in the sky aside mm-hmm. from eventually finding some treasure chests that appear and going to i think it's only like three islands that actually have people on them yes. or attractions mm-hmm. to look at which just makes it a drag it's just something that you have to do to get to the areas that actually have stuff on them to get to the surface it's mm-hmm. a big empty area so definitely there's lots of room to improve on that i have full confidence that tears of the kingdom can heartily improve on that so mm-hmm. and it's I'll, amazing uh, looking at how this is such like you know everyone says that uh, what do you call it? twilight princess was and wind waker was like a huge step for zelda but i think skyward sword to breath of the wild like Oh, absolutely. I think these two games are a bigger leap than than uh, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. The, oh, yeah. the way they, you know, reconstruct Zelda in a proper format that is still so faithful to the originals. Like, I just feel like it's all so right. If you look, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Because if you look at Wind Waker to Twilight Princess to Skyward Sword, they're all following the same general formula. They're all fairly linear action adventure games, you know, with varying degrees of open exploration, but they still <laughs> follow the same formula. Breath of the Wild is its own beast entirely that just creates something entirely new out of the, the template set forth by the previous mm-hmm. games. Yeah, but I love it. It's I'm going to finish it 100%. And then I'll awesome. probably jump to an indie. I think I might tackle, like, Okami, maybe Judgment after that. Uh, dude, do play Portal. Yeah, I'll do Portal. Honestly, you can be. I mean, two hours might be an exaggeration because I've played that game a few times Mm -hmm. before, but you you can probably be it for your first time in like less than six. And on Mm -hmm. the completely opposite note, I'd personally vouch for you playing Dragon Quest XI. Yes, it's on. (laughs) A game that will take a little more than two hours to complete. Here's the thing I've been staring. I've been staring at listings on like eBay and stuff for a Switch copy because I'm like, oh man, like Zelda, it's so easy to just put it in sleep mode and then just pick it up again. It makes things so convenient. I don't want to play that. I don't want to play it on PlayStation. I really don't. And you got got 11S on PlayStation, Mm -hmm. right? 
not yeah. the vanilla. Okay, perfect. Then yeah, you have no reason to play it on PlayStation. Play 11s on uh, on Switch because the original Dragon Quest 11 on on PlayStation 4 looks better than the Switch version. S is a visual downgrade, even on PS4 or PS5. But wait, wait. Yeah, there's two versions on PlayStation. Yes. Yeah, there's the original oh, Dragon no. Quest 11, and then there's Dragon Quest 11 S, which is a port of the. Is that Switch Echoes version. of an Elusive yes. Age? Yes, they're all called Echoes of an Elusive Age. Um, oh no! So there's the original one, Dragon Quest 11. Then there's Dragon Quest 11 S, Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition, oh, and boy. that is a port of the Switch version. And that okay, means, that's the one I have. Yeah. I have Definitive Edition. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. good. Okay. So here's the thing. It does not look as good on PS4 as the original version does because it's a port of the Switch game. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's weird, that's right? That's crazy. Yeah, but the reason they did but that But it includes because, the 2D mode and yeah, stuff like that. That's why they did that, because they built the oh. game from scratch for Switch. So they couldn't rebuild it again to you know make it beautiful on PS4. Instead, they just up it. So at that gotcha. point, there's really no point of playing Dragon Quest XI S on anything other than switch because you don't get any performance or graphical improvements interesting it's as good as it's gonna look on switch so all that is to say i'd advise getting the switch copy because it's perfect on switch (laughs) and also because the s in the title does canonically officially (laughs) stand for switch i love playing dragon quest switch on my playstation 5 of course yeah it makes sense (laughs) And I just hate every word that I just said in that little spiel because <laughs> I had to explain the difference between Dragon Quest XI Echoes of an Elusive Age and Dragon Quest XI S Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition. Square Enix <laughs> just hates anyone who wants to talk about Dragon Quest, I think. My god. It's yeah, it's wonderful. Even hearing all that has made my made my head spin. I need to get uh, a drink of water after that. <laughs> Y'all, we should... Uh, we should call it there because otherwise we'll just continue talking about games we want to play um <laughs> fair enough that's a stack is sitting on my desk it just keeps I, no, towering up honestly mark I, I love that you like i like that you are, are making an effort to work through the stack I, I i have the opposite problem which i have that decision paralysis thing where i'm like i've got over 300 games to play what do i play and then i play 20 minutes of alien isolation and i'm like i'm tired and it's and then i end up playing nothing you know what i mean like like i don't know um, mm-hmm. So I, good on you for for sticking with it. Um, you have inspired me to pick up Skyward Sword again. I will hopefully be able to play much of that all the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, let's call it there. This has been a great discussion. We've talked about RPGs. We talked about predictions. We talked about music. What a what a great what a great send off to a very strange year. And uh, looking forward to the next one. Um, I've been your host, Cameron Dax, and you can find some of my writing over on Goombastomp.com. I recently reviewed the, speaking of Square Enix RPGs, uh, Harvestella, which I did not like very much. Uh, had some fun moments, but overall, not the best. My review for that is over on the website. I'm over on Twitter, at Action Daxon. Mark, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at the Markel, that of course is Mark with the C, Cal the K. You can find me over on Twitter and Instagram over on Goombastomp.com. You can currently read about Pokemon cards if you want. I wrote a holiday gift guide if you're still looking for gifts to gift people. Uh, I wrote about that, what you can get for people during this season. And then the other thing was the most valuable Pokemon cards released during uh, 2022, which is an interesting topic because a lot of people have like different numbers and stuff, so I tried to do my own data and figure it out, and I think I did a good job with it. 
So go check that out. Love it. Uh, Campbell, what about yourself? You can find my games writing over at GoombaStomp.com. Got some indie game spotlights that came up recently, plus some new ones coming out soon, along with all of our best indie games of the year coverage. Please go ahead and check out that list. Uh, and if you want to catch me personally, you can find me on Twitter at CampbellSGill, uppercasesg. Love it. N-Express is also on social media. We're over on Twitter at NExpressNintendo. Don't forget to download, rate, review, all those good things over on the podcast platform of your choice. Thank you so much for listening. Happy New Year, and we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.